Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now, as I have been saying since the start of Chapter 12, the discussions today and all discussions moving forward in this particular chapter in the book, I suggest that parental discretion is advised if children are listening due to the sexual content of the chapter. I know I have been mentioning this previously, but I do feel it is important that I share that up front, especially if people are just starting to listen to this program with this particular chapter. I know I've also mentioned it at the top of chapter 12 in the book, so it is stated at the top of the page. I will be discussing some topics that are very rampant and relevant in today's time, and all of them will be discussed in a biblical nature. So therefore, I just wanted to make sure that I share up front that parental discretion is advised. Now, I have covered the root of consensual fornication as well as other roots that can come out of that. And so today I want to spend some time with the root of non-consensual fornication. So let's just go ahead and define it. Non-consensual means not agreed to by one or more of the people involved. It also means not consensual. Now the scripture reference that I use that is not listed in the book, but one that I'm gonna actually share on the radio, and it actually comes from Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 25 through 27. And it says, but if out in the country, a man happens to meet a young woman pledged to be married and rapes her, only the man who has done this shall die. Do nothing to the woman. She has committed no sin deserving death. This case is like that of someone who attacks and murders a neighbor. For the man found the young woman out in the country, and though the betrothed woman screamed, there was no one to rescue her. And again, that's Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 25 through 27. Now, as you can see from this scripture, God does not condone fornication, and he also does not condone someone to force themselves onto a person in a sexual act. He said that the man who raped the woman shall die. When non-consensual fornication takes place, it is critical that you understand that it is not your fault. In these situations, you can become a victim to a person who has aggressive sexual behaviors. Your sense of vulnerability becomes heightened when your level of defenses become weakened. It is usually at this point that fear has entered into your mind and you have concluded that your only escape is to comply with the attacker's wishes. Please understand that no one, and I do mean no one, has the right to force you to do something that you don't want to do, regardless of who it is and whatever connection that you may even have to the person, you have the right to say no. 
Your denial of their request should be respected at all times. The enemy will try to use anyone, whether it is a family member, a friend, a co-worker, authoritative person, or even a church member to wreak havoc onto your life so that he can create a deeper and more destructive route into your life. He knows that if you have a personal connection or even an emotional connection to them, that it will actually be harder for you to not give into it because of your fear or vulnerability to them. But please do not allow anyone to attack or violate you. Now, one more thing to keep in mind is that you didn't deserve or ask for this type of aggression upon your life. Your denial of their request should be respected at all times. Now, the enemy will want you to be consumed with the pain of the situation. So he may start to plant thoughts into your head, maybe to just make you feel worthless or even guilty. Because of that, several things can actually happen to you. And these are also listed on page 427. So I'm going to actually share a few of them with you right now. You can become distant with the world around you and not socialize with anyone. You can also feel that if you continue to participate in your aggressor's sexual acts upon you, you will get the rewards that they promised you. The aggressor has twisted the statement around of giving something to get something in a perverse way. Now you may also start to develop feelings for them because of this being your first sexual experience with a person. Now there are more that I have actually shared on page 427 and as you know the list really can just go on and on and on. Whether it is most of the scenarios that I have mentioned or even if there are others you must find a way to deal with the situation that has taken place in your life. I know that it can be hard and even traumatizing, but somehow, some way, you can't allow the aggressor to take away your power that you possess. The enemy will try to control you in your mind by allowing you to replay and even revisit the attack that took place from the aggressor. It will be very hard to not think about it. You may even have physical scars that eventually heal, but the emotional and mental scars of the attack can sometimes take a lot longer to heal, which is what keeps you in that same stuck place. The more the enemy keeps having you to relive it and to keep giving it life in your mind, the harder it will be to pull yourself out of the deep hole of the despair or maybe it's the shame or loneliness or even fear that you are experiencing. The one thing that I can say, even though I may not have walked your shoes, is that God will meet you wherever you are. He knows exactly where you are in this journey and he wants to help you to get out of this deep pit that you are in. Please give yourself the permission that you need to take just one small step forward to get to a level of healing. God can get to the deepest part of your pain 
and please allow him to carry all of the burdens that you are feeling right now. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Again, that's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I am definitely not saying that this is going to be easy, nor am I going to even say that it's going to be a simple journey, because it won't be. There will be many things, probably on so many different levels for you to process. I'm not saying that you can't get over all of it at one time, because that's probably just going to be extremely difficult to do, if maybe even impossible to do. I just pray and hope that you will give yourself permission to just start pulling down the layers that you may have been building up, even if it's throughout the years. As you are already aware, it is not helpful to hold on to your past because it is not helping you to even start the growth process. It only keeps you stuck in the pain of it. And I really want you to know that you are so much more than the pain that you are experiencing. Please don't allow the attack or the violation to define you, which is what the enemy is trying to do. God wants you to know that although this happened to you, he has so much more for you. You have to find a way to trust him and allow him into your heart so that he can help you to heal and recover from it. In your level of trying to process it, I know sometimes there may be many questions that can be created into your mind, such as, why did this happen to me? Or how am I supposed to get past this? Or maybe even, why did God allow this to happen to me? As you know, the list can go on and on, and it is okay to express yourself in this manner. At some point, though, I do pray that you will start taking some steps, even if they're small steps, in finding a way to overcome the situation and to allow your pain to turn into perseverance. I don't minimize that it is hard to understand and to possibly even address. Because you felt that when you said no or stop or don't do this or any other things that you may have expressed during the attack and your voice was ignored, it does make you feel ashamed or maybe insignificant or even defeated. Feel what you need to feel. Then ask God to start the process of pulling down the layers of the fear and even the insecurity that you may have. I hope that you can find some way to learn how to trust in the process, to trust in you, and more importantly, to trust in God. Please continue to keep feeding your mind with positive thoughts about yourself. For instance, keep telling yourself that you are a child of God, which is what Romans 8.16 says who is loved by him because he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross just for your sins. And as you know, that's John three sixteen. Keep telling yourself that you have been made complete in Christ, Colossians 2, 10, that you are justified and redeemed by Christ, and that's Romans three twenty four, and that you are accepted by Christ, that's Romans 15, 7, 
that you are righteous and holy. And that's Ephesians 4.24. You must have your own arsenal of scriptures to combat what the enemy is trying to say to you in your mind. Start developing your mind and embracing it to have the mind of Christ, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Each day, try to have a scripture that you can meditate on. And as you continue to recite it and believe what it says, then you allow yourself to trust more in what Jesus is saying to you. And you are turning the other negative voices off in your mind. That is how you are able to follow James 4, 7, which says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The more you keep doing that, you will begin to not only have the encouragement and peace that you are seeking after, but you will also start to feel God's presence more and more within you. You won't feel that you are even by yourself. Even though he has told you that he will never leave you nor forsake you, you have felt sometimes that you have been left all by yourself because of what happened to you in your life. Now, you may have a hard time in trying to focus on other things, but you can do this. You can really do this if you allow yourself to take the small steps to get past it. And I know sometimes as I've said in the past, sometimes it's just taking that one step forward, that one small step to move yourself in a mindset of going forward that just really begins the process. Once you are able to just really do that, then you're giving yourself that permission that I can get past this. I can move forward. I can do more than what the enemy is trying to consume me with by keeping me in this defeated state. And that's what I'm just asking you to do, to just really believe in you. Now, I'm going to cover some of the roots that can come out of non-consensual fornication. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.